at the track? The Hot Pass Racing Network puts you at the track with ARCA and all the major NASCAR series. From Daytona to the final checkered flag, the Hot Pass Racing Network is your inside pass. All right, race fans, let's get rowdy. The next 60 minutes will be two men talking one thing and one thing only, racing. From the third tracks of the Carolinas to the super speedways of Daytona and Talladega, no race is too big or small for this duo. Ladies and gentlemen, these are our hosts, Rowdy Maglite and Kyle Magda. This is the Rowdy Maglite Show. Welcome back, guys, to Thursday night with the Rowdy Maglite Show. And hey, look, we got it loaded tonight. We got the winner of the Brat 200 last week during Speed Weeks coming on. How about it, Kyle? We're bringing it on tonight. Also, got Justin from uh, Port Royal Snyder calling in. Yeah, Rowdy, we got him. We got it locked and loaded tonight, uh, ready to go. Uh, Greg Van Alls gonna be calling in. So that'll complete our uh, top five ARCA finishers in the, in the Brandt 200 that we've had all five of them on. Uh, yeah, Port Royal coming up March 5th, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Uh, the 410 sprints and limited late models are going to kick off the season. And then next weekend, the World Outlaws uh, come to Port Royal Speedway Friday, March 10th, Saturday, March 11th. I plan to be on, at both of them. So, uh, Rowdy, so there's a lot going on here. Uh, Lincoln race on Saturday, March 4th. We don't know what's going on yet. And, uh, Rowdy, I believe we have our first guest on the line here. We absolutely do. And I, he was on Thursday night before the big race. I'd like to welcome, guys, the winner of the Brant 200 down at Speed Weeks 2023, Greg Van Ouse. Welcome, Greg. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me on. Man, Greg, I watched you all week push through tech. Y'all was smooth the whole time. I mean, you went through smooth as you can be. Get into the race, Greg. Let's talk about some of the madness that happened behind you. I mean, you just seemed to be just out of the way and had your fenders to, to finish the race, to win the race. Yeah, we had a couple hairy moments. I think there were uh, three times that um, we got hit. Uh, at different points of the race that I thought for sure that was it, you know. Talk about, you know, let's talk about the sponsors that put their wrist, wrist it and put their name on the side of the car and you brought them in the victory lane. How do they feel? Oh, they're uh, they're ecstatic, obviously. Uh, CB Fabricating, long-term partner there. Um, you know, they, uh, they gave me the opportunity. They knew that, that Daytona we could sell, sell more. Um, so, uh, Chris was, was willing to, to, you know, kind of do what he did with putting his name on the car in a, in a, uh, an associate role. And we were able to sell, um, I think it was 20 or 22 different, different, uh, sponsors. Um, the two heavy hitters, uh, uh, Burns Concrete and Sam Pierce Chevrolet, both local, um, right here in, in the Anderson area. Um, Econ Crude was out of uh, Kansas City. They'll be back on the car um, when we go out to Kansas. But, yeah, had lots of uh, hometown businesses, so to say, help us out down there. I tell you, you know, uh, Greg, that victory is what Arkham Menard Series is all about. If you work hard 
and do the right thing in the right direction, you can bring that lifelong dream home. How special was that to celebrate with your family down in Victory Lane? And it was it was awesome. I, I'm not gonna lie; it still feels surreal. Um, it still feels like um, you know we're we're out here in the barn thrashing to get ready for Phoenix, and uh, you know it just it man I, I can't even put it into words, right? I mean I've been dreaming of going down there and racing. Uh, I think you know my first memory is I think I was three years old. Um, watching the Daytona 500, and I, I'm no young chicken, so I mean that's 37, 38 years of dreaming to go down there, and uh, obviously to, to do it as a 41 year old, it's just uh, it's unbelievable, and to, to be able to celebrate with my family, um, I mean my wife hasn't been in the pits or the garage, and I think we figured 16 or 17 years. And uh, uh, it's just, it just, everything for the weekend just went right. I mean, it's, I don't, I don't know how to explain how, how, how good the weekend went for us. And Greg, uh, your, your friends, Dana and Willie Mullen, to unroll that poster and, and look at what they'd sent you, you and Victor Lane. Yeah, I I wasn't sure what it was, and I I seen it was from the Mullins, but um, yeah, just uh, that that's a cool picture. We're trying to get that put onto a T-shirt, trying to get permission from NASCAR and Daytona to use that as a T-shirt, and uh, you know if they let us, we'll definitely be uh, definitely be returning the favor and sending them some shirts and and whatnot. But that that's what the Arca Series is all about. It's uh, it's a tight knit family inside the garage. And I've had a lot of people talk about, you know, the Venturinis have won so many races in a row down there, and it's the David versus Goliath. And I I don't want to look at it that way because, man, it's just that the garage is full of such good people. I don't I don't want to look at uh, the Venturini team as as the giant we were trying to slay. I mean, they're 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 good people. They help us out. I mean, they they've. Uh, you know, they, from the from the very first day that I went to North Carolina and started looking at ARCA cars, the Venturinis have been, um, you know, a, a team that's that's supported us. Uh, in uh, you know, I can pick up the phone and call them and ask them a question and they'll answer. You know, they don't they don't uh, they don't. Uh, I'm sure they're hiding some stuff, right? <laughs> they have to, but um, you know, they don't they don't shun us, and that's that's what it's about. I mean, there's there's several teams in the garage that are that same way and and uh yeah it's it's just it's really cool to be a part of hi greg you have kyle here uh first of all thanks again for coming back on the rowdy maglite show uh, we had john three weeks ago and you're the in victory lane in daytona so uh first question for you is talk a little bit about the last lap and the race winning pass uh you hooking up with connor mosack um, who actually came back from a spin and damage on his car, um, pushing or uh, giving you the push there to get the win. Yeah, I um, pushed the 44 there, um, coming off a of four, uh, coming to the white, uh, and and the whole goal was just to try to get a single file, and uh, kind of lock bumpers with him, um, push him through the trioval, and um, let him get out there a little bit. Got another run through one and two. 
Uh, at this point, we were single file. I think they tried to go three wide through the tri-oval, and that kind of helped stall the second line. And um, kind of got a run on him in the center of one and two and pushed him out a little bit. And as soon as I seen that his car had kind of launched ahead, I, I was like, I got to back up. So I, I start trail braking back up to Connor. And then you can feel the cars um, engage each other. I I don't know how to explain it. And, you know, I mean, this is my fifth speedway race, and it probably took me three races to figure this out, but you can feel them engage. And uh, we kind of kind of go down the back stretch as one, and I, I start getting the run on the 44, and I'm like, man, I'm, it's too soon, it's too soon. But I didn't want to stall my momentum, so I – I just tried to get to his right rear quarter panel to, to side draft him, and that pulled him back. And when I tried to get off of him to to the momentum, uh, I think Connor was uh, kind of looking to, to try to do the same thing that I just done to the 44, but I think we kind of moved simultaneously, and, and uh, I felt his car engage with ours again. And at that point, uh, we kind of became one, and he shoved me out, and that was – that was it coming to the checkered. So what, what's your thoughts on Connor? Um, did you guys talk at all um, after the race? And, uh, you know, um, that was a really crucial moment of the race there in uh, turns three and four in the final lap. No, um, by the time I got done with all the media stuff, he was gone. And, and, uh, um, uh, I, I was able to talk to his teammate or his, his crew members and stuff. So, Hopefully they relayed a message, and, and um, you know, next time I see him, uh, I'll probably give him a big hug, to be honest with you. And, and uh, you know, we've raced together um, several times over the last couple of years, and, you know, always always a clean driver. But halfway through the race, um, I think I was pushing him. I think he was leading. I was running second. And, um, you know, I don't know for sure what was being said up in the spotter stand, but my spotter said, hey, the 18 and you are – best friends in this race right now so um i kind of felt that you know he he would go with us um if i made a move and um i'm just just thankful that he that he went with us there so you have phoenix coming up uh you know i think you raced there last year so what 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 what's your thoughts on phoenix um you know when they fan out four and five wide on the front stretch there well, hopefully we last longer than we did last year. I think going to lap 11, we got uh, we got hit from behind on one of those restarts going into turn one and um, junked our stuff. So hopefully, uh, hopefully we can qualify a little better than we did last year, and um, we'll uh, hopefully be towards the front. I mean, you know, it's uh, it's a racetrack that's very unique and you get a lot of the guys from the West series there that have lots of experience out there. So last year was my first time ever being there. Um, obviously we know what to expect this year and, and, uh, we're working on our geometry package to, to, uh, hopefully make the car turn better, um, out there. And, uh, if everything comes together as planned, we, we hope to be, uh, hope to be a top five car. So my last question for you is, uh, what's it like uh, being up against the competition in the West Series? And, you know, when they do run against the ARCA, the main ARCA Series, and you do run against the West Series out there in Phoenix? Um, it's just different just because you don't race with the guys on a 
you know, on a race to race basis. Um, so, uh, like I said, we were only, we only ran 11 laps last year and, um, the person that, uh, that turned us was, was somebody that we raced with all year last year. So it wasn't a West driver. It was a, it was a Menards, um, national tour driver. And, and, uh, in, you know, like I said, I hope, hopefully, uh, we have a little bit better luck, but, this year's definitely started better than it did last year, so um, hopefully we can keep this momentum going. Greg, let's talk about the guys at the shop that worked the long hours to get you into victory lane. I mean, that, it, those guys pushing the car down back to in final inspection after it's over, they had smiles all the way to their ears. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, a lot of pride. Um, it's the same guys that we've been uh, working together for, Gosh, I didn't, I didn't even sat down and figured up how many years we've all been together, but um, it's the same group of guys that we won the late model championship with that put us in the position to to go test at Daytona, and that's where the the dream of racing there all started. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a uh, it is it is I, I I'm sure it is very uncommon in racing nowadays to be at this level and, and continue to keep the same guys year after year. Um, but I mean, it's, it's a, it's a misfit group. I mean, we got a plumber an electrician, fence builder, um, <laughs> a police officer, a guy that builds trailers. Um, sorry, I don't know if you can hear that, that alarm that just yeah. went off, but <laughs> that's my, uh, that's my, uh, diabetes, um, glucose meter just went off telling me I needed to eat so <laughs> but so Greg let's talk one more minute just about your sponsors and what's going to help you get out uh go round up in Phoenix um so like I said uh CB Fabricating's on board all year um they're uh they're a major associate role um in every race and then they're they're a primary in, in quite a few races this year. Um, we don't have a primary sponsor heading out to Phoenix. Um, so we've got our website, um, sponsorteam35.com, on the hood and the quarter panels. Um, Johnson's Family Plumbing started out as a as a, um, a sponsor just going to Daytona, and, and now they're on board all year for an associate role. Um, and then uh, we got quite a few uh, – uh, B post sponsors that uh, that will be making some announcements later this week on on everybody that's that's helping us. But uh, yeah, it's uh, you know just kind of like Daytona, we're just trying to trying to get as much as we can, and I think we uh, uh, I think we've gotten enough uh, enough gathered up to get our fuel out there and back paid for, and going out that far that's that's a pretty big deal. Absolutely, and. Uh... Greg, tell everybody where they can keep up with you this year in the Arc Renard Series. Um, so we're all over uh, social media, um, Facebook, Twitter, um, and TikTok. Uh, I haven't had a chance to really do very many TikTok videos here lately and um, get lots of people telling us those are cool to watch, but I've been in the barn. Um, if I'm not working, I've been in the barn. So I uh, haven't had much chance to, to do those videos, but I got a whole slew of them. Um, that I'm planning on uh, editing and, and posting on the way out to uh, out to Phoenix. I got two of my two of my buddies that uh, are going to help me drive out there, so I don't have to, to 
to drive the whole 32 hours. So hopefully get a little bit of screen time and can post some stuff. Greg, man, we appreciate you spending time with us. Safe journey and uh, looking forward to having you back on again. Thanks a lot. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Greg. I appreciate you guys uh, inviting me on. Yes, sir. You're always welcome. Thanks, Greg. Thank you. At times like this, I think how lucky I am to be a NASCAR Winston Cup driver and how fortunate I am to have a great sponsor like Napa Auto Parts because Napa understands quality and value and the importance of having a friendly, knowledgeable staff. And it's at times like this, looking around at the empty grandstands and listening to the silence of pit road that I realize I'm at the wrong track. All right. Greg Van Alst, the winner of the Brant Arkham Menard Series 200 at the Daytona International Speedway. Uh, big show tonight. Uh, we got Justin Snyder calling in from Port Royal Speedway and Beer Hill Gang TV. Uh, he'll be calling here in a few minutes uh, to talk about uh, some upcoming races. And, uh, you know, it's good to have all that. And, uh, Rowdy, uh, what a f- nice first guest in Greg Van Alst. Uh, you know, a winner of Daytona. You were there to see it, and you were in victory lane. Absolutely, guys, and it, it was an emotional victory lane. I mean, his wife hadn't been down in the pits all them years, his son. It, it was really cool. Those guys had a good time, and, you know, Kyle, we know what it takes to get those cars. It's it's not an easy, easy task to get those cars ready for that race. And then to stay out of all the mayhem that, that Greg stayed out of the whole race, Raced it out to the very last there. What a finish, man. Just go off. Don't take my word for it. Go on YouTube. Look it up. The final few laps, and you'll see some banging, beating and banging. Uh, Kyle, I'm telling you, that last 21 laps was some more race. Rowdy, I thought the Arca race was the best race of the weekend during Speed Weeks. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, finish under green, which was nice to see. You know, both the duels also finished under green, which is good. Um, but, yeah, you know, good to see Greg Van Alst. We had all top five finishers on the Rowdy Mag Light Show, so good job to you and myself for doing that. Um, you know, so, you know, looking forward to, you know, to the next week or two, um, you know, Port Royal's uh, opener coming up March 5th, Sunday. Uh, no Saturday practice. Uh, they have canceled because of the impending weather that's coming Friday night into Saturday. So uh, no practice. But a uh, big week for them coming up. Uh, World of Outlaws are going to be there on Friday, March 10th, and Saturday, March 11th. And then uh, the World of Outlaws stay in Pennsylvania for another week to Williams Grove Speedway Friday, March 17th, and Lincoln Speedway on Friday, or excuse me, Saturday, March 18th, which is the same day as Sealands Grove for the Icebreaker 40 for the Short Track Super Series Modified. So a lot of racing going on here, Rowdy, in Pennsylvania. Uh, and then the Northeast, you know, Bridgeport Speedway, they'll be opening up here at the end of the month with the Short Track Super Series and to start their season. So uh, a lot going on, and uh, the season, you know, it's been warming up, and the weather looks good for for, for Sunday for uh, Sunday, March 5th at Port Royal Speedway. So uh, looking forward to that half mile. Might be going rowdy, don't know yet, but uh, we'll keep you posted. Hey, Kyle, I hope you make it, man. I hope the weather's good for you. I hope you're able to go. It's, uh, it's good to get to the track, 
get revived back from the winter. I mean, I've been, to, I've already been to several races. I've been fortunate already this year. It started out on the 5th of uh, January at the Ice Bowl at Talladega. And then we just kept moving on. Got the, and also this weekend at Montgomery, guys, you got the Alabama 200. Need to, uh, go check Stan and his group out over at Montgomery Speedway this weekend. Got a great group there. And, uh, Kyle, I'd like to welcome back our second guest for tonight. All the way up there is for Royal. Welcome to the show, Justin. Hey, how you doing, guys? And, Justin, happy birthday first. You just had a birthday recently. Uh, well, I got a couple of days, actually, to go. It's, uh, we kind of celebrated down there in Florida, but it's actually on Monday. So. Uh, oh, okay, be, uh, at the Wing House. So, That's not a bad place. Yeah. To start it. <laughs> yeah, we always kind of a. Uh, it's kind of been a, a little bit of a running joke with a couple of me and my friends. Uh, it, it's turned into a yearly thing. So, uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, hopefully, we can, uh, you know, start off uh, 35 with uh, with uh, some some good racing this weekend. So. So y'all y'all got. This is your opener this weekend, Justin. Yes, sir. We uh, unfortunately we just uh, we, I mean I'm <laughs> working up until the to go for this deal tonight, but um, you know we just canceled the uh, the testing tune session for Saturday night. Um, looks like it's gonna be some rain tomorrow, so we're not gonna do that. But um, you know we are we're excited. It's the 81st uh, opener at the racetrack, and you know I I know everybody at a track is excited and fans are excited, and it, it's um. You know, anytime you start the year off in Central PA, you know, uh, you know, it, it's it's a good year. So we're ready to go, and uh, we're excited. Justin, what what's it like working at a place that, with so much history? I mean, just taking back when that track first started and the cars that raced in that first race, and to be where you're at today. You know, it, it's a wild. Uh, it, it's a, it's really wild, honestly. It's um. You know, as a kid growing up in central Pennsylvania, you know, I my, I went to Silver Spring Speedway as a kid, and, and that's where I, you know, learned and cut my teeth as a race fan. And I grew up very, very close to uh, Williams Grove Speedway. I, you know, there's many nights I could sit outside on the front porch and, and hear them announcing from the Grove if we weren't there. And um, Port Royal was no different. It was, um, you know, a big part of our 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 local history and you know i admittedly we didn't go there a whole lot um as a kid um but we you know i did get to go though and sit in them old covered grandstands and you know go to the tuscarora 50 and the labor day shows and um you know there's a lot of history at, at that place and you know as a as i have grown up i'm you know i'll be 35 years old here in a couple of days and you know now i'm I'm working there, and, and, and it's not the place that uh, that I grew up with, but uh, I am. I'm so incredibly proud um, of what that place has become, and and to, to play a role in it, and 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 be able to bring it to a, a new audience, and you know make future memories for race fans like me. Um, you know that, that remember those moments as a kid, and we're bringing that to a to a whole new generation. So. It's it's so cool. It's um it's something I, I I'll probably say it a lot, but I am I'm very proud of everything that's happened up at that place, and I, it, it means a lot to be a part of it. I'm looking forward to, to going and being part of it. Hopefully this this summer, uh, Justin. But what's it like to have the World of Outlaws? 
You know, it's um, that's an exciting deal. You know, we've had them the last uh, couple of years here. I want to say about, I don't know, seven, eight years now they've been back at the Speed Palace. And this year we get to bring them in in March. And, and that's, you know, we, you know, we're talking about opening day and, and kicking off the year. And, you know, that's always such a cool deal. But to know that, you know, we get to come back the very next week and we get to bring the, the premier touring series in the entire country, you know, for two days at Port Royal, I, I I don't I don't know that you can script the beginning of the season much better. Um, you know, we're really excited to be a part of that and hopefully the weather cooperates. Obviously you never know what's gonna happen here in March and February when, you know, racing starts up here. But um, you know, there's a there's an excitement this year and there's a little I, it's just a little different feel this year, I think, um, you know, knowing that's happening and I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's gonna be a big a big weekend for us and you know, just the uh, the area as a whole, you know, the next weekend Lincoln and Williams Grove have them. And, you know, our, our fans are, are are the best there is. And, and they, they're getting rewarded a little bit and they get to start the year off. And I, I'm so excited for that. We've got two nights of $10,000 to win shows. And, you know, I expect a pretty big field. And, I, I you know, all eyes are going to be on us as we uh, kind of kick off this year for them. Hi, Justin. You have Kyle here. First of all, thanks again for uh, coming on the Rowdy Magalite Show. Uh, first question for you is, you've got a first couple of big weeks coming up. Um, what I wanted to ask you was, what's the car count looking for, for Sunday? Um, do you have an idea yet of how many cars might show up? You know, we haven't, honestly, we don't really know um, until, you know, the season starts. Obviously, the weather usually plays a lot into that. Um, you know, guys don't want to tear stuff up early and they don't want to blow up motors and and, and you got to respect that and understand that but um you know I, what i can say is that traditionally um you know there's only i think it's todd schaefer was the last guy to win opening day um and go on to win the championship at port royal and, and that was more than a decade ago um and what that says is that you know port royal and opening day has kind of become a bit of an anomaly of who's going to be there. You know, we don't know. Obviously the all-stars are off for a couple of weeks, so we may get some of those guys, I'm sure like Justin Peck and, you know, a handful of those guys are going to be around. And, you know, they announced today, Chris Windham is going to be in a Hefner car for the next couple of weekends. And, you know, you never know who's going to show up. So, you know, I would probably say, you know, that'll be more than enough for a full field. I think, um, you know, I would say anywhere between 25 to, 35 and you never know you know with the we we like i said we are the kind of the uh the beginning here for the for the whole country but i mean we are gonna there's probably gonna be a handful of guys that may go back down to florida obviously uh volusia's got a, a, a you know an outwall show down there and um you know i can't blame anybody for going somewhere where it's warm instead of where it's going to be in the low 50s but at the same time you know we are we're excited and I think we'll have a we'll have a very respectful field that you know I would put it up there with any track in the country. So, so what's it like working with the Port Royal promotional staff, uh, Steve O'Neill? Uh, working with him, what, what what is that like? What's it working like working like with Steve? You know, I uh, <laughs> it's it, it's kind of crazy to be honest. Um, you know, Steve, for all intents and purposes, is kind of like a second dad to to all of us. You know, up there and. He's um he's put so much trust and and faith in us and he he gave us opportunities and you know he I, I, we talk every single day um and it's it, you know for a guy like him who's put 
so much of his um, time and effort and heart into a place that, I mean, he grew up, you know, going to that place, you know, many, many years ago. And he's seen the, the highs, he's seen the lows, and he's um, reaping the benefits of it and reaping the rewards. And um, he's a guy that's so respected in this community uh, of racing that, you know, if you've got him in your back pocket and you've got him in your corner, you know, you, you know you've got an ally that you can trust and you can you can learn from. And I, I do. I uh, I love working with Steve up there. You know, he's he, he's older, but he, he's when it comes to racing, man, his eyes still light up every week. Like it's you know the you know the the best day of his life. And I I tell you what, that's one thing I think a lot of promoters and a lot of people in this in this sport can can always remember and never forget is that, you know, we all got into this because we're fans. And uh, as long as you can you can keep that aspect and you can stay a fan and you can remember, you know, those moments and the memories and, and you know, what you're there for, you can succeed in this sport. And and, and that's why, you know, Fort Royal is doing so well. He's put together an outstanding team. And I'm just, uh, you know, I we joke about it all the time. I said, you know, the, Port Royal was already succeeding when I came on board. You know, this is my fifth year, I want to say, up there, and all I had to do was not screw it up. But uh, but he does. He trusts us to uh, to bring our ideas. You know, he lets me run with the social media stuff and, and the graphics. And, and, it, and when I have ideas, he, he says, go for it. Give it a try. And, um, you know, it, it does. It means a lot, and, and I, I do. I, I'm so grateful for, for the opportunity he's given us. And, you know, I think uh, – no matter what I ever do in this sport, I know I'm going to look back and, and say that was the guy who, who who took a shot. So I'm I'm so happy for that. So Rowdy asked about the world of outlaws coming in March. Um, what I wanted to ask you about that was, you know, how, you know, what were the talks with them about that, especially when that weekend opened up in mid March? You know, to run that weekend. You know, I think that's it, it's something that you know. We've kind of, well, I don't even want to say we, but, you know, we've kicked it around for a couple of years, you know. And, you know, I don't want it to sound um, negative or anything, but, you know, for the longest time we've had that October date. And, you know, and, and that's been great, and we love having them at the end of the year. But it's it, it's tougher when, you know, you get to the end of the year and, you know, everybody's been, you know, you're coming off the Tuck Roar 50 weekend and you've asked these fans to come out all season long and they're spending their hard-earned dollars and, you know, and then we're asking them to come out in, in October, and it's like, you know, we know it's cold. You guys have been spending money. You all got jobs. You got families. And and and, I, and we still have that date, and, you know, we look forward to it every year. But last year we, we got the opportunity to, to run that race there in the middle of the season because of uh, when Lernerville gave up their race. And, and you know, that went really well. I think we saw last year our, our crowds were for outlaw shows were – were bigger than they have been in, in years. Um, and that showed excitement. It showed people were looking forward to it. And this year to be able to build on that and, and have them in the beginning of the year, um, you know, they're taking a big leap, honestly. You know, they're they're doing something different that they haven't done in, in quite a while. But, you know, obviously that used to be the California swing. And now they're coming to Pennsylvania. And, you know, there's no doubt, and we all know it, it's talked about constantly, but, you know, our race fans are, are among the best in the country. I think they are the best in the country. You know, they support their racers. They support their tracks. And the drivers are going to be there. The fans are going to be there. You know, there's there's good money on the line. And, and I think that's – I don't 
I think it was a no-brainer for the Lord of Outlaws, quite honestly, to say, like, this is going to work. Um, you know, obviously, like we say, weather could play a part, but um, as long as we get some decent weather, I, you know, I think it was just one of those things where it works for both of us. And, and I'm, I am. I'm looking forward to uh, kicking that off, and hopefully that's something that we can do for years to come. My last question for you is uh, talk a little bit about your involvement with Beer Hill Gang TV. I know I've seen you at Williams Grove with Earl. Um, you know, what, what's that been like uh, doing that and, uh, you know, hosting that show? Well, you know, that was a, <laughs> that was a crazy idea for, for some kids who, who just wanted to, uh, wanted to be involved. And, you know, we are and, – and quite honestly, it's what's gotten us to the point where we are now. Um, you know, we're so blessed to have the opportunities we have and, and it, and it all, it just came from, from an idea. It was just, uh, you know, I was in the military for 12 years as a, a journalist and public affairs. And, you know, I was kind of getting towards the end of my time in the military and I was looking for ways to, to keep, you know, my involvement with writing and, and interviewing people and, and getting that stuff going. And it just so happened that we kind of all fell in the right place at the right time where we said, you know, we got this idea. Let's, let's run with it. Let's see what happens. And, um, it was a rather climb, you know, we, um, next thing you know, we started doing our first show. We had a couch turned around backwards and, and a couple stools and some microphones plugged into a speaker. And, um, you know, we were talking to, um, Alex Bright was our first guest we ever had coming home from the chili bowl and nobody knew who we were. Nobody knew what we were doing, and, you know, we just kind of steadily built an audience. And, um, you know, it turned into World of Outlaws drivers and NASCAR drivers and Hall of Fame drivers and and all-stars and promoters. And, you know, we got linked up with Speed Shift, which is now Flow, and it just was a crazy climb. And, and ultimately, that's how Steve, you know, found us, quite honestly. You, you know, we were – some kids out there doing something that nobody in this area had done yet. And, um, you know, we were able to turn it into a, you know, a, a nice little hobby, I'd say. And, um, you know, we got linked up with Williams Grove doing the pre-race shows and we still do those. And, and none of us has forgotten where, you know, where we came from and, and where, and, and that's why it's so important to me and all the guys to be doing shows like this, because frankly, you know, we were that, those people, you know, I, I'd love to give support to people who remind myself of me because, uh, you know, we were trying to make a name for ourselves and doing it for the love of the sport. And, um, you know, honestly, it's, it's, um, we've had to take a little bit of a backseat with the Hill Gang TV in the last couple of years because obviously um, Earl and I's roles at Port Royal have, you know, everyone thinks I'm just a writer and or whatever, but, uh, you know, we, we are very, very involved in day-to-day actions up at that racetrack. And from everything from promoting to sponsorship to, to uh, making phone calls to writing press releases, I mean, we are – we're working hand-in-hand with Steve. So it's like, you know, something had to give a little bit. So um, we've kind of scaled back with Beer Hill Gang TV a bit. Um, I, you know, we'll probably roll out some shows here every now and then, and we still are doing all the um, – all the live stuff at, at Williams Grove for the outlaw shows, we're going to keep doing those. And, and it's just the way that, again, we get to engage with the fans. We get to uh, be a part of the sport. And, and uh, that's something I think all of us, uh, we really, really love doing. And it does. It means so much because, frankly, it's, it's what gave us our opportunity and our start. So It means a lot when you make good content, though. You know, uh, my brother, we were – 
traveling today together, and one of his friends had listened to a few of our shows, and he goes, you know, he's got a good, clean show. I, I, I don't mind. I can sit down and listen to it with my with my kids. And, you know, we, we just try to stay positive with it. You know, uh, Justin, it's not hard to do either. No, you know, you know, that's the thing too is, you know, you know, when you, when we, when we started that and we had, you know, our name was Bear Hill Gang TV and, and Bear Hill was known as, you know, and they still are because they're the rowdy bunch, the guys up on the hill, drinking beers, having a good time, you know, a little rough around the edges. And, and we knew darn well when we, when we got into that, you know, we had a reputation and, um, before we ever even started, you know, we weren't even those guys. And then, but we, we had to uphold that to a certain degree. And, and honestly though, what, it, what that did for us was it gave us interviews with drivers that other people couldn't get because they knew they could let their hair down a little bit with us because it wasn't, it wasn't all serious and it wasn't corporate. And yeah, we wanted to uphold an image and we wanted to be, you know, smart, and we had a bunch of great sponsors who came on board to help us, guys like uh, Fully Injected Motorsports and Pace Performance. You know, they were there long before anybody, and, and we I can't say enough how happy and thankful I am for those partners. But, um, you know, we did. We got really cool interviews, and we got – we had sections of the show where, you know, we'd tell stories from the road that guys probably had never talked about on, on air because – they just, I don't know, maybe they just didn't feel like they could trust people to do it. And then when you got a bunch of some quote-unquote good old boys, you know, just talking racing, you know, they let their hair down a little bit. And, um, you know, that's something that's so cool for us because we, you know, I, I can't tell you the amount of times that we got approached by people from, like, the World of Outlaws and, and you know, Speed Shift. And people, and they went, that was good stuff. I don't know how you guys got, how'd you get Donnie to act like that? And it was like, well, we didn't get, we didn't do anything unique. We just talked to him, man. We're just chatting racing. So it, it did. It meant a lot to, um, to do those things and, and bring those stories to our race fans. And, and, you know, we got to take Pennsylvania a little bit bigger as well. We got to, you know, take it outside of our, our backyards. And, you know, we had audiences from Australia and, New Zealand and all over the world tuning in every week. And that was so cool. So I, I do, I love it. And, uh, you know, I am, I'm thankful for people like you guys doing what you're doing as well. So. Well, Justin, we appreciate you coming on the show. Tell everybody where they can, uh, in and, and, and when the world of outlaws comes to, comes to the track. Yeah, well, you got this weekend, you know, we got, got we've got opening day, uh, Sunday at, uh, March 5th at two o'clock. Um, tickets for that, you know, we we do not have any advanced ticketing on sale for opening day. Uh, everything with that is, is at the at the track at the box office. Uh, general admission is going to be twenty five dollars. Uh, we've got the uh, like the flag spot four ten sprint cars and the Stevens Grove Ford Super Late models. They're going to be racing for five thousand and four thousand to win. Um, so yeah, twenty five bucks. Um, you know, I, there's a lot of people who will talk about prices and how expensive things get, but I tell you what, what better way to enjoy, you know, time with the family and, and the friends and to get out and enjoy some racing and take in some fresh air and, um, you know, kick things off. And then the following week we do, we have two days of the world of outlaws. Um, I think there's uh, it's $30 both days for, for each day, 10,000 win for both days. And, and you can buy those tickets in advance. Uh, that's through Williams Grove. I'm sorry, not Williams Grove through the World of Outlaws on their website. So um, go to those links if you want to get your advanced ticketing. Obviously, anybody that's been to Port Royal knows we have lots of space 
whether it be the infield or, or, or the grandstand. So, uh, you know, don't be worried that we're not going to be turning anybody away. But, um, yeah. And then, obviously, stay tuned to our social media outlets, uh, Port Royal Speedway Trackside Media. Um, you know, I, I, you guys know, I'm sure you follow it. I'm constantly putting out content on there, whether it be videos or, or links or uh, pictures or graphics. You know, we try and be uh, something that maybe some of the other tracks don't have, and, and we try and take that to a level to keep people engaged. So um, stay tuned in there, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We've got it all. Um, and, and we're constantly keeping people updated. So if something changes, you know, you'll be the first ones to know. And, Justin, thanks a lot for coming on the show and getting us kicked off for your big event this weekend. No problem. Thank you guys again. And, uh, you know, we are. We're looking forward to it. I hope to see everybody at the track this year. Um, you know, it's, again, you know, I, I'm just a, I'm just a uh, guy who loves this sport and loves to do what he does. And, and uh, you know, if, if you see me, come by, say hi. I'd love to chat racing with you um, and, and anything you guys need. So, I appreciate all your guys' support, and we hope to see you guys uh, throughout the year. Absolutely. Thanks, Justin. Thanks, Justin. No problem. Have a good one. Join Rowdy and Kyle every Monday and Thursday night for another episode of the Rowdy Magalite Show, sponsored by On Tire Tailgate System. All right, Kyle. Uh, Justin Snyder from uh, Port Royal. Uh, and Steve, Steve Hayes is really a – I, I I agree with everything he said about Steve. I mean, he just I got to spend Kyle about forty minutes talking with him one evening, and he loves racing, man. And you can you can feel it, you can see it, and and hear it from him. And just to have Justin, right, out, man, thank that's great, Kyle. Kyle to have Justin on tonight. Uh, absolutely, Rowdy. And, and the reason I say that is, well, first of all, the openers this weekend, Sunday, March fifth. Uh, two o'clock start Eastern. Uh, I'm hoping to get there, Rowdy. I don't know yet, but we'll we'll see what happens here in the next three days. You know, anything's possible. Uh, next weekend, hoping to be at both uh, World Outlaw shows. That's that's the plan right now. Probably going to stay over Friday night somewhere. So, uh, not sure yet. Dad might be coming. Um, he likes Port Royal as well. So, uh, Rowdy. So, fingers crossed on that. Uh, hoping the weather cooperates. You know how March is up here. It's kind of iffy. But, um, yeah, it's, it's cool to see the uh, World Outlaws getting a, a doubleheader weekend in, uh, in early March at Port Royal Speedway. Um, hopefully the, uh, the weather's really good. Um, at least it's respectable. Um, you know, if it's in the 50s, it'll be okay. I've been keeping an eye on the weather. It looks like uh, it's going to be okay so far. So, uh, Rowdy, hopefully, fingers crossed here, we get some good weather. And uh, hopefully you'll be at the Talladega Short Track in two weeks after that, after the PA swing's over with. Yes, sir. Looking forward to it, Kyle. Looking forward to it. So, uh, Greg, Greg Van Alts on first, Justin Snyder second, and we're going to roll on with our next guest, Kyle. All right, everyone, I'd like to welcome back to the Rowdy Maglite Show, driver, owner, Emerald and Gates Motorsports, racing in the Xfinity Series, Joey Gates. Welcome back, Joey. Yeah, thank you for having me on. And, Joey, uh, I down in Daytona, I wanted to talk to you, Joey, but you was trying to handle three different teams, and you look busier than anybody I've ever seen. Joey, how do you handle, I mean, how do you manage trying to, to do from the ARCA to the Xfinity during one weekend? 
Uh, it was a lot, but uh, we 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 got it done somehow. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, you know, it's a lot to handle and take on, and feel uh, we're. Uh, it was a mixture of our Xfinity team and then a mixture of uh, volunteers and a mixture of Patrick's uh, modified team. So it was well, yeah. uh, it was a good good effort and we all got it figured out and then uh, it was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of work but a lot of fun. Uh, you had Natalie Decker in the car and she was definitely an eye catcher. A lot of people around the car all all weekend, uh, Joey. Yeah, absolutely. You know, she Natalie has a, a big following, and then uh, she also did a, a great job there in the race for us. So, uh, you know, Joey, we're kind of an unusual sport, kicking off with the Super Bowl. Uh, what was your come away from, from Daytona to get you ready for Fontana Snow Owl? Uh, you know, overall, it was, it was a good weekend. Um Unfortunately, CJ in an accident, but, you know, other than that, it was, it was a good weekend. All of our cars had a good speed there in the, in the race, and uh, we I ended up 19th in my car, uh, scratched, luckily, and, uh, you know, it was a good, overall, it was a good way to start the season. Joy, I thought I told you you was headed out to to snow in California. You kind of looked at me strange, wouldn't you? That, that was a freak of nature there. Yeah, that was definitely wild, you know. It seems like uh, anywhere that normally needs rain or doesn't normally get rain, whenever we show up, it either rains or snow. So that was uh, that was definitely wild. And, you know, last last year in Vegas right around this time, I remembered we were actually under a, a delay for light snow there as, as well. So it was definitely uh, crazy uh, to be cold and, and snow out there. And then at the same time, I think, Charlotte was having record highs, so it was definitely uh, definitely odd for sure. So, uh, Joey, Cedar Rapids, Ohio, that's that's where you come from, uh, man. You're you're right in the thick of NASCAR. Got two two cars in the Xfinity Series. That's got to make you feel good of your from your past where you're coming from, Joey, to where you're at. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's something that. Uh, you know, I never really so much when I was first younger thought about being an owner, but then I've always, you know, wanted to be a driver. And then as I got a little bit older, I wanted to be a, an owner and, and a driver. So it's, uh, you know, something definitely proud of. And, uh, you know, Cedar Rapids and, and Iowa makes, uh, makes a lot of racers and, and racing's uh, really big there. So uh, the, the, to be able to represent Iowa is something that I'm uh, proud of. Hey, Joey, you have Kyle here. Uh, first question for you is uh, you talk about going back to Iowa. Talk a little bit about the short track racing around there. I know you go to Hawkeye Downs a lot and you race there. Yeah, um, Hawkeye Downs is, other than Iowa Speedway, the only, the only asphalt, actual asphalt track in Iowa. Um, and everything else there is, is dirt, definitely the, the dirt capital of the world. But uh, I, I grew up in Cedar Rapids and was from Cedar Rapids, so that's just. What we did was asphalt because it was right there, and uh, Hawkeye Downs is, you know, a really nice track and been pretty historic, and a lot of uh, big-name drivers have raced there and or grew up racing. And uh, it's, you know, it's it's a great place to 
to be a racer. And uh, if you're on the asphalt side for hopping out or a dirt driver, you can almost race every night of the week somewhere out there. So it's uh, it's pretty cool. So my next question for you is uh, talk a little bit about juggling two Xfinity cars. Is that going to be your plan this year? And, you know, you've attempted the first three races with both cars. Um, you know, what, what's your schedule looking like? I know Brad Perez will be running Coda here in a few weeks. Yeah, yep, that's our, our plan is to for sure run two full uh, time Xfinity cars this year. Uh, last year we ran two cars at every um, Speedway race, and, and this year it uh, ended up making sense for us to run two cars full time. So, uh, like you said, we um, will have Brad and uh, in her car in Coda, and we'll have uh, one other driver we can't announce, uh, announce yet. And uh, CJ will be doing the, the first five races. It, it's looking like as of right now, and then um, I'm racing Vegas again this weekend and trying to figure out what's going on in Phoenix for sure, but I'll for sure be racing that lane as well. So what was it like watching your co-owner run a modified at New Smyrna? Uh, you know, it it, it was good. He uh, he's definitely frustrated, but it was a good good reason to be frustrated. Uh, he he wanted to win, but uh, getting second every night, you know, there's there's definitely worse things. But uh, it was cool to see uh, Patrick do really well down there, and uh, he's an, <clears throat> he's really good and in those modifieds and that's what you know what he grew up doing just like where i grew up racing late models and uh new smyrna you know it's uh always a lot of memories come back when i when i go back there i made my first ever late model start there when i was 14 and actually still hold a uh track record there in uh old hooters pro cup cars so it's uh definitely a, an awesome place down there my last question for you is, uh, obviously, you ran with Natalie Decker in the ARCA race. Uh, are you looking to maybe run any more ARCA races this year? Uh, Daytona was a, I think it was a top 15. So, um, I mean, what, you know, are you looking at any, any other ARCA races, uh, you know, that, that that's come across your schedule? Yeah, I think our team will be racing um, again uh, in the Talladega um, ARCA race. And uh, other than that, that's about all we've got planned uh, on the ARCA side. And uh, we're... We're hoping to uh, have Natalie Becker back in the car there again. Joey, uh, you mentioned about that, you know, working with Natalie Decker. Uh, you know, what, what's that been like, you know, with her coming over, um, you know, being announced, you know, as close as it was to the race, and now that, uh, you know, she'll be running more races for you. Uh, it's been great. You know, Natalie's great to work with, and she's really excited to be able to <clears throat> become race class, and she did a great job, and, you know, she's uh, – She's a team player too, and she was at the track all day with us. And then even after the the ARCA race, she was there with us on the the pit box all night long on the Xfinity side too. So it's uh, it's a great partnership. Uh, Joey, let's talk about the guys at the shop that helps you get to the race. Yeah, you know we our team we. We throw a lot on our guys running two full-time cars, and then also uh, when we threw the the ARCA race in there as well, and and they do a great job. You know, they they work work long hours and some sometimes seven days a week, but um, they do a great job. And a lot of our guys in the shop are guys that I worked with before um, when I was just a driver at other teams. So it's uh, it's good to have them be a part of our team, and you know, people I worked with for a long time 
And, um, you know, on top of that, to be able to have people don't realize how hard it is to get ready for the beginning of the season. Um, you know, we, we obviously go to Daytona right away, which is our, our biggest race of the year. But then after that, we go right into the West Coast swing. So to have uh, all your Daytona cars ready, your backup Daytona car ready. Then you have to have your Montana Vegas cars ready. And then you have to have your Phoenix cars ready all before basically you ever leave for Daytona. So as soon as you get back, you got to go out west and take everything with you right away. So uh, our guys have been through through hell these last couple of weeks, and now the guys in the shop have it a little bit easier, but they still have a lot of work to do to, to get our Atlanta car ready. And then now also our uh, road course cars now running uh, more road course races than the series ever has in a year. Never a dull moment at the shop. Joy, let's talk about the sponsors that have to go around, my man. Yeah, we definitely couldn't do it without all of our partners, you know, with CJ uh, Syaps, and uh, we have all my Donut Life partners, and we're teaming up with uh, Nevada Donut Network this weekend in Vegas, and then uh, we have the National Crime uh, Prevention Council on the Gruff on our car, and in Daytona, which was uh, which was awesome, and then uh, the California Highway Patrol also was on our car uh, last week in in uh, Fontana. So we have uh, we have a lot of really cool, great partners, and uh, we definitely can't do it without them. And Joey, tell everybody where they can keep up with Emerald and Gates Motorsports and Joey Gates all year long. Yeah, everyone can follow us on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and in- Instagram on Emerald and Gates. Motorsports and uh, also at Joey Gates Racing. And uh, definitely uh, encourage everyone to, to give us a like and a follow and uh, keep up to date with us. Joey, we surely appreciate you taking time out. Looking forward to seeing you at the track. Okay. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. All right, Kyle. Uh, always great to have Joey on. Man, Emberlyn Gates really pouring it on. Got a car in, that's running limited. Xfinity, or not Xfinity, but ARCA, and running two cars pretty much full season in the Xfinity series. Doesn't really surprise me, Rowdy. Uh, you know, I know we were talking about this the other day about Joey and Patrick Emmerling. Um, not a surprise to uh, see, you know, them running two full-time cars. Uh, looks like C.J. McLaughlin, they said, is going to run like the first five or six races. So I'm interested to see how he did. Uh, I know he's in a 53 car at Fontana, uh, Joey Gase in the 35. It's going to be the same deal in the Las Vegas race. Uh, Joey back in the 35, CJ back in the 53. So, uh, yeah, I got some big races coming up, the West Coast Swing. Um, I know I, I sent you that in the, this, the messages today my in your email. Um, you know, that's a big th- deal coming up, uh, you know, West Coast Swing. And, you know, before that, uh, you know, we had a, the indoor season almost wrap up here. Uh, with the Trenton Indoor Race, uh, the Dirt Indoor Nationals. So uh, that was a big deal. Uh, I know uh, after we had Joey on, on on Wednesday afternoon at 3 Eastern, 2 Central, we had uh, Adriana Delaponte come on as well, and uh, she went from 18th to 3rd in the uh, the Trenton uh, Indoor uh, Dirt Nationals feature to uh, Billy or to Timmy Buckwalter and Billy Pouch Jr. So, uh, Rowdy, let's uh, let's hear what she had to say um, when we had her on uh, Wednesday evening at 5 Eastern. All right, everyone, I'd like to welcome to the Friday Maglite Show, first-time caller, Adriana Delaponte. Welcome, Adriana. Thank you for having me. Hello. 
Uh, Adriana, so uh, ladies in, in motorsports, you're in the quarter midgets, isn't that correct? I started quarter midgets when I was um, five, and I'm in 600 micros and modifieds now. In the, in the micro. So, Adriana, what got you interested in, in auto racing? Um, well, my family raced before I was born. It was my grandfather and my uncles that did. Um, and then one time my parents took me to a qu- the quarter midget track, and ever since then I've loved it and I tried it and we're here now. <laughs> so, Adriana, don't you think it's a good time to want to be a, a female driver right now with with a void in cup and Xfinity? A lot of ladies are now starting to compete like at ARCA down in Daytona. We have five ladies in the ARCA Menard Series which I thought was absolutely wonderful, all the way up in the fifth place. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. There's so many females now, and like like you said, they're performing very well, and um, it's really good for the female side. Adriana, what, you know, what's your far, your dream of all this? How far do you want to take this racing career? <clears throat> I mean, I any opportunity that I get, I will always take, um, but my ultimate goal is like to honestly go as far as I can. Um, I, I love the modified world, so I'd like to stick with that. Um, maybe one, one day race big blocks, um, all around. Um, and like I said, any opportunities that come available would anything I would do. So, uh, Adriana, have you drove a stock car? Say that one more time. I said that. What's your experience in a stock car? Have you got behind the wheel in the stock car? Um, yes, I run um, uh, the Sports and Modifieds every week uh, at Grandview every Saturday. And then I ran one time um, last year for Tim Buckwalter in a Modified, um, the 358, uh, running the 76er. And we now have our own crate car and our own 358 modified to run um, and travel. So um, that's our plans for this year. We're still going to run every Saturday at Grandview and the Sportsman, and we run for um, the Gilmores um, there, and then we'll do our own thing with our crate and modified. Well, what's it like running at, at Grandview? I've heard a lot of uh, about Grandview, but what is it like wheeling around Grandview? Um, I've never raced anywhere else um, in a modified yet to – compare um but i mean it's awesome i for the most part i um for the longest time actually um last year and the year prior i was the only female there so it was really cool um to be able to compete with all the other guys um i mean we had a great year last year we were 10th in points um had a couple uh top five finishes no wins yet but we're really close to it Hi, Adriana. You have Kyle here. Uh, first of all, thanks again for coming on the Rowdy Maglite Show. Uh, first question for you is uh, talk a little bit about your run in Trenton, the, the Dirt Indoor Nationals, um, 19th to 3rd. Um, you know, what was it like being on the podium there and, and racing against guys like Tim Buckwalter and Billy Pouch Jr.? Yeah, I mean, it was. I was honest, honestly speechless after the race. It was such so amazing. All the emotions were were real and we were, we had a great weekend. I mean, we uh on Thursday we were up front in um uh, timing and even Friday 
Uh, I won my heat. I finished fourth in the B, and then I started obviously 19th um, in the A. And we, it was just such a good weekend for us. Um, it meant so much to our team to be able to do that. Um, but, like, the experience was unreal. It was amazing. What were track conditions like all weekend? Um, you know, mo- most of the TQ uh, races you see on, like, on like another surface, but it's all dirt. So, uh, you know, how, how were track conditions throughout the weekend? Uh, so Thursday kind of started out pretty uh, ruddy, um, but they kind of tr- they turned it around on um, Friday, and it was back to, like, the normal. Uh, it was slick. I, it's, like, slick, icy track. Um, it, it's really like a, a driver's track at that point, and it, you really just have to finesse your way through, um, and you know it's it's all throttle control, everything, um, and it, it was really fun to do. So it's not like your normal outside kind of track where the sun's shining and all that. It's it's slick, um, and you just really have to get your way around through throttle control. So you mentioned about running Grandview. Uh, I mean, what was your reaction to, to Grandview going another year? Uh, you know, there were there were talks about it being sold, and then uh, you know uh, through the board meeting and everything. But I mean, what you know, what, you know, what are your thoughts on that? You know, and also uh, there's you know Thunder on the Hill coming back as well. Yeah, um, it was a uh, really I was really sad when I heard that they were going to sell it, and I was really hoping to get a chance for another year. Um, I haven't accomplished everything that I wanted to accomplish so far at Grandview. Um, my main goal, I always wanted to be the first woman to win there because there's never been before. Um, so that's hopefully that's our main goal for this year, um, getting a, uh, one win, if not a few. And then we're also going to try to run as many Thunder on the Hill shows as we can, either uh, with, the mod- with the modified um but yeah, it was it's a big deal. Grandview is a big deal to us and my family. That's actually where my family raced um, beforehand. So it was it's really cool for me to be able to race there um, after everything that my family did there. My last question for you was, um, what's it like to balance uh, juggle racing and school? What's that? What's is that a challenge for you, or do you, do you just embrace it? Um, I mean, I've been racing since I was five, so it's not, um, I don't know much different. You know, I've been in school my whole life so far. Um, What's nice is I am home right now for college. I also do work um, at a hair salon, so I'm very busy between work, school, and racing. Um, I I, I juggle it as best as I can. I always work around races or everything, Um, but it's like second nature to me now. Andreana, let's talk about the guys at the shop that helps you get to the track each week. Yeah, uh, my dad does mostly everything. Um, he is what makes our team our team. Um, we have so many people that help us out, too. So many great families, just like the Buckwater family. Um, the Herthler family helps us out a lot. I don't know if you guys know that from Grandview, um, the Gilmore family. Um, we have a lot of friends just around that we met in quarter midgets and even through even through just being friends um, that help us out. Um, so it's, it's, it's amazing. Even, you know, my mom, my dad, my whole family, they're all part of the team, and they all help help us out to make sure we get to the track every week, every race. Andrea, let's talk about the sponsors that helps you go around. 
Yeah, uh, so all my sponsors I have are, are True Brand, Vaseline Instant Oil Change, um, VP Fuels, ProTech Roofing, Allegheny Iron, Weller Motorsports, CRC, and TSL Shock. And Andre, tell everybody where they can keep up with you this year on your season, follow you on social media sites. Uh, yeah, so we have our Facebook page, um, which is, I believe, Adriana Delapani Racing 22A. Um, and then we always share stuff on there, all the results, everywhere we're going. Um, and then I have my Instagram page, which is AD Delaponte underscore. I try to post as much as can on there. Our main source um, that does everything with racing is the Facebook page, though. Andrea. Thanks a lot for being part of the show today. Appreciate you calling in. Looking forward to catching up race, hopefully at Grandview this season. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Adriana. Thank you. All right, Kyle. Adriana, got a, a bright little future there, man. You know, they're looking for female drivers. We're, we're needing them bad. And, and this... Kyle, we talked about it on with with her having five women. The branded two hundred for Arkham Menard Series that's pretty awesome. Uh, Mandy Chick was the highest place when at Fields. That's not bad. Yeah, it was good having five female drivers in the field. Uh, Mandy Chick being the highest finishing in fifth. Uh, Amber Balkan sixth. So. Uh, good to see them do really good, and uh, Rowdy, I just got a little bit of some news and notes here uh, Well, before we wrap it up. Uh, Todd Gillen will be running a third front row car at Talladega, the 36. Uh, Going to complete a season, uh, five races in the Rick Ware car, so that's, that's a full year for him. Uh, Ross Jastain is the favorite to land the Bush sponsorship after Kevin Harvick retires, and um, that's very possible. Um, another thing we, I know you and I were talking about, uh, Kyle Busch returning to the NASCAR Xfinity Series, uh, first time since 2021, mid-2021, uh, pulling triple duty, uh, running the first time in a, in a, in a KBM Chevrolet. So uh, that'll be good. So, uh, Rowdy, so that, that's kind of what I got. What do you have to close us out tonight? Well, uh, hey, look, what about Ross, the, the rumor of Ross Chastain taking over that uh, Bush car or the Bush title? I guess they're, they're moving it to track house. That we talked about that earlier, Kyle. I mean, what? That's that's big. It is big. Uh, I think Ross Chastain will be a good spokesperson for Anheuser Busch, and you know, I think with all the talent that he has, I think what he's shown here, um, you know, not just being the watermelon man, but also the the Anheuser Busch guy, that could also happen as well. So, uh, Rowdy, uh, Las Vegas coming up this weekend. Uh, the Truck Series are uh, going to be running on 9 o'clock Eastern Friday night on Fox Sports 1. Uh, the Boyd Gaming 300 NASCAR Xfinity Series race, 5 p.m. Eastern on Fox Sports 1, and then the uh, the 400-mile race on uh, Sunday. Uh, I think it's the Pennzoil 400. So uh, that's kind of Kyle, what's going on in Las Vegas. It's race uh, two of the West Kyle, Coast Swing. You got, you got Kyle Busch running all three series in a Chevrolet. Hey, had been in a Chevrolet, what did you say, 2007? right, Rowdy. Uh, last time when he was in a Chevrolet was when he was still at Hendrick Motorsports. So um, I'm interested to see how he's going to do. I think, you know, you and I were talking earlier today, I think he's the favorite for that race regardless. I'm interested to see how he does in the college car. Um, you know, an RCR-affiliated car, um, you know, that's going to be like kind of like a rotating 
part of drivers. But, uh, yeah, Rowdy, interested to see how that's going to be. Um, can Kyle do the, the weekend sweep, um, Juan Fontana win the cup race, and then uh, just uh, doing that and, uh, you know, looking maybe going to Port Royal Sunday. So we'll see how that goes. I know it's early in the season, but what would it do for uh, RCR to be in the Final Four this year? I think it's possible. Uh, I think Kyle Busch can win a bunch of races here, and uh, you know I think Fontana. You know, you know Daytona 500 so close, and then uh, you know wins Fontana. Um, you know, uh, in convincing fashion. So I uh, wouldn't be surprised to see if he wins Vegas. Um, runs good there, and he's had a few wins there. You know, he was close last year until a late caution kind of jumbled up the race, and then uh, other than that. Uh, everything else uh, with Kyle Busch, you know, he runs good in, in Las Vegas at his home track. So uh, that's kind of how uh, he's run there. You know, Kurt Busch has run good there as well. So, uh, you know, the Bushes tend to run good at Las Vegas. So uh, we'll see what happens this weekend, Rowdy. I'm uh, hoping the, the weather's good there. Hopefully it doesn't snow like it did in Fontana. I know it snowed in Vegas before, but uh, hopefully the weather cooperates out there. Race two of the West Coast Swing and then Phoenix and then uh, – go back east to Atlanta and Coda. So uh, that's kind of how March is going to end. So, Kyle, I want to remind everybody, Monday morning, we'll have a live guest, plus we'll play all three of the winners uh, from uh, out of the deadline room. So you'll be, you'll be able to hear all three of the winners from Trucks, Xfinity, and Cup. Monday morning, 9 Eastern or Central, 10 Eastern time, Kyle. Hey, appreciate everyone that called in, Greg, Justin, uh, Joey, and Adriana. Keep that light shining, Kyle. Shining bright. Thanks, Roddy. Thank you, Kyle. Thanks, everyone. Hit that subscribe button on my YouTube page, man.